Welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Hannah. I'm Riley. And I'm Caleb. Today, we will be talking about Pixar Easter eggs that occur in almost every movie. So let's dive right in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our third episode of Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts. I'm just going to kick it right off. As you mentioned, Hannah, intro, Hannah, we are talking about Pixar Easter eggs that occur in most movies. So let's start off with John Ratzenberger. Now, John Ratzenberger is obviously a person, and the Easter egg is that his voice is in every single Pixar movie. Now, it all started back with when John was well, pretty well known for being an actor in Cheers, but then the Pixar first casted him as Ham in Toy Story. And then after Ham, they liked what he did. And so they casted him again in A Bug's Life as P.T. Flea. Those two movies, I mean, obviously were pretty big hitters for Pixar. So after that, he became kind of a, air quotes, good luck charm for for Pixar, not Disney. And so after that, they just started putting him in every single Disney Pixar movie. And so... Even sometimes his lines are so small, like my first example here, he is a person in Coco whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. He's one of the people who's trying to get through security to get into the uh, land of the dead or something. His only line in the entire movie is just, gracias, and that's it. But they still try to add him in every movie. In fact, in Soul... I don't even know if he has a line. I think he's just like humming or something. He's just one of the people on the train. Even tiny little lines like that, they still try to add him in every single one. Now, my second example is coincidentally John in Wally. <laughs> I don't know how you don't remember John in Wally. They at the end, they fall in love. He helps Wally. Yeah. I've always been interested in John Ratzenberger because it's not a reference to any of their works or anything. It really is just including his voice in every film. Although I think an important thing to note here is that that has stopped since Onward in 2020. And for my third example of where he is in the Disney movies, this is a pretty well-known one. In Cars, he is Mac, the truck. I mean, he, which is probably, in my opinion, one of his biggest roles in the movies, just because Mac is a pretty well-known and loved character. And isn't he also the abominable snowman in Monsters, Inc.? Yes, he is. His voice is so recognizable. As I said in the trailer, I don't know much about Pixar stuff and everything, so I am, like, learning stuff as you speak. I didn't even know he was in most uh, Pixar movies. Um, I do have a question, though. So, did they just kind of say, oh, this would be cool for you to have a voice in every Pixar movie? Or, like, how did that kind of go to be? Well, like I said earlier, he was just originally casted for his voice in Toy Story and A Bug's Life. But after those two films were pretty good, they were big movies for Pixar at the time. Yeah. And so then they just decided to put him in every single movie. That's really cool. So, Hannah, do you have any Easter eggs that are in almost every movie? 
Well, I think one of the biggest that you guys probably even know about is A113. One of the biggest and most well-known Pixar Easter eggs, in my opinion. A113 gets its origin from the classroom number of the animation classroom where most animators go to school in California Institute of the Arts. Like I said, that's where most Pixar animators go to school and almost every single one will have entered into this animation classroom, which numbers A113. And so Pixar's kind of woven that into every single Pixar movie. However, there's one exception that drives people nuts. A113 is not in Monsters, Inc. It is in every single other movie except Monsters, Inc. And one of the most frustrating things about this is that it comes so close to being there. There's multiple A11 or A13s or 113, but they never show us the full thing, the full A113. It almost feels like they're just teasing us in that movie. That is extremely frustrating, being a person who loves and knows a lot about Pixar movies. That is very annoying that we don't even really have a clear answer on to why. At least I don't know anything about why. There's no real explanation. However, um, some of the examples of it showing up in other movies would be Andy's mom's license plate in Toy Story. It is also the classroom number in Monsters University, the uh, scare class. It is the lights on the front of the train in Cars. It's on the scuba diver's camera in Nemo, Finding Nemo. It's also the order, this is a big one, in Wally that Otto, the robot steering wheel, is supposed to execute in the captain, Directive A113. And so it's kind of cool how, just like with John Ratzenberger's voice, it's either very minute or an extremely profound impact on the film. Do you have any questions about that, Ryan? I just have some questions on where is A113 in some movies. So, like, where is it in Turning Red? Well, in Turning Red, A113 is on the chalk machine that May's dad uses to draw the giant circle in the Sky Dome for the ritual to take place. So, yeah, that's on there. Okay, that's good to know. Um, Another one is, where is A113 in Seoul? In Seoul, it is honestly pretty hard to find. It's a pause and zoom in kind of a moment. But it's in the Hall of Everything when they're trying to find 22 Spark. It's on a street sign in the background that's pretty blurry. Like I said, you can't really see it unless you pause it and zoom in on that one clip. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I was actually trying to look for that when I was watching Soul, but I could not find it. <laughs> so that's that's really good to know. Um, my last one for A113 is where is it in Onward? In Onward, it's actually not seen. It's a it's said. And when uh, the police officers are asking for Officer Bronco, they say that there is an A113 in progress. So it's used as a code for the police chase. Oh, and that's different than the other ones. And do you have any other questions? Not for A113, no. Okay, and I just want to bring up one more point before we head over to our next Easter egg, and that is that A113 is not just a Pixar thing. There are other movies out there with the A113 reference in the movie. For example, you may not know this, but A113 is in The Hunger Games. 
I don't know if it's in the first one or in every one, but I do know it is in the Hunger Games because one of the directors or filmers or someone went to that classroom, obviously, and it's in the movie. It is not just a Pixar or Disney Easter egg. Yeah, it's a very popular animation classroom that a lot of movie animators have to go through. Hunger Games is Disney? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm ready to head on to the next Easter egg if you guys are. Yeah, go for it. So the next Easter egg I have on my list is the Pizza Planet truck. Now, I couldn't really find anything on why the Pizza Planet truck really started. I mean, obviously it started back in the original Toy Story when Woody and Buzz hop in it and ride to Pizza Planet. But I don't I don't really know why they decided to put it in every single movie. But it is a nice reference. For some examples, in Toy Story 2, obviously, all the toys drive it to try to catch up to Al and save Woody. In Brave, the witch has a carving of the Pizza Planet truck on her desk. That one, if you know where to look for it, is pretty easy to spot while you're watching the movie. You don't really need to pause for it. In Inside Out... It is actually showed up twice. It is in it's in the movie two times. And it is a memory. It's just a memory and you see a truck driving by. The first time is when they're chasing after Bing Bong when they first meet him. And the second is it's in one of the crates on a train of thought. So I thought it was interesting that they decided to put the same memory twice because it's it's not like a car that's just driving by. It's an orb that you can take with you. My personal opinion on why they do the Pizza Planet truck is just for fun, honestly. It's just a fun thing to continue through. And I know another reference of it is in Finding Dory. It's sunk in the bottom of the ocean, if I'm not mistaken. It's just really funny to see how they incorporate it in. Another, again, it's not in Incredibles. Another exception to the rule. I don't know why it's not in Incredibles, because I feel like that could be... Somewhat easy to include, but for some reason, it's just not there. Yeah. How hard is it just to make the Pizza Planet truck be, like, parked on the side of the road? Or, you know, maybe it's driving by when the Underminer comes in. I mean, I feel like it's not that hard to put it in Incredibles. Yeah, they've definitely gone to much greater lengths to include it in other movies. I feel like this one would not have been that hard. That is for sure. Some of the scenes that the Pizza Planet truck is in in other movies are crazy hard to spot. And even if you look it up on the internet and zoom in on the picture, you still might not be able to see it on some of them. For example, in cars, it's just a car. It's just driving by. It's at one of his races. You know, it's easy to fit in. You can see it right there. But then, like in Ratatouille, it's like across the river on some bridge that you can't even really see. So... They really went with sometimes it's really easy, sometimes it's really hard. It varies whether you can see it in each movie. Do you have any questions about that, Riley? I was actually just going to say just a couple on uh, where they are. Um, Where is the Pizza Planet truck in Seoul? In Seoul, it's actually again in the Hall of Everything. It's right in front of an airplane on the left, right as 22 and Joe are entering the Hall of Everything. My last one for the Pizza Planet truck is where does it appear in Coco? In Coco, it's pretty easy to spot, although it does go by the screen pretty fast. You kind of have to know when to pause it. It occurs about four minutes into the film, and it's pretty much just it passes by in front of Coco's window. 
pretty, pretty simple. So I think the next one we should bring up is the reference to the next release. Now this one is a little bit trickier because while it appears in every Pixar film, it's not a specific image or something. And you kind of don't really know what to look for until the next film comes out or is very close to coming out. So for example, in Turning Red, on the bottom of a skateboard, there's a picture, a sticker, of Socks the Robot Cat from Lightyear, the movie, the next Pixar movie that will come out after Turning Red. In uh, Monsters, Inc., there's a Nemo toy, which Finding Nemo is the next Pixar movie after Monsters, Inc. In Nemo, there is a boy reading a Mr. Incredible comic, and which Incredibles is the next movie. And in Incredibles, Doc Hudson is parked in in the parking lot outside of the racetrack, I believe, which the next movie is Cars. And no, Doc Hudson is not alive, but it's still that car. Uh, that's very interesting. You brought up, like, a ton there. It was, like, speed round. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed all of them. I do think it's interesting that they made Doc Hudson be the Easter egg in that. Because it kind of has to be one of the cars. I don't know what else they could put as an Easter egg. So it's kind of interesting that they just did the same car but took out the eyes, you know? Yeah, and I know they like to include characters of the next film in the... Yes, yeah, speaking of a character being in the next film, one that I just remembered off the top of my head is in Incredibles 2, in Jack-Jack's little crib, there's a Duke Kaboom toy that mm-hmm. is in uh, Toy Story 4, of course. Right. Yeah, and there's also one in Luca, I believe it is. There's a CD. Uh, can you take this, Caleb? I think you know this one better than I yes, do. Yes, I, I do know this one. This one was kind of hard to spot. It took people a little bit. But in, I can't remember. Julia, Julia, thank you. In Julia's room, there's like this little, there's like three shelves or something in the corner of her room. And on the bottom one, there's all these books and CDs, I think. And one of the CDs says Four Town on it. And obviously that is a reference to Turning Red, the next movie. Yeah, they really get creative with that one, and you never know what it could be. Like I said, they like to include characters of upcoming movies, but it could also be Fortown, which is really just a side part of the movie, but also a main part of it, but not a main character or main aspect. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was just going to ask, so it's not really an Easter egg, though, since it's not really, it doesn't really appear in most movies? But it... it the reference to the next movie occurs in every Pixar movie. It's just different because the next movie is always changing. True. And one more Easter egg of the things that occur in the next movie is in Onward, again, it's just like a CD on the... It's like a couple of shelves against the wall. It's a CD that says Dorothea Williams on it, oh. which is a reference to Soul, which, like you were saying is not really a main character. I mean, everything's kind of based off of her, but it's not like she's Joe or 22 who's in every single scene. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I remember watching that one, and that one was kind of interesting because I didn't even know to look for it, but I recognized... I thought it was interesting because I had seen some of the trailers, and I thought, where have I heard that name before? 
and then Soul came out, and I immediately recognized that was the reference to the next movie. Okay, then. So, do you have any questions about anything? Nope. So, then these are some that aren't in every single Pixar movie, but they're definitely very common, I think is the word that we should use. So, first up is the Luxo Ball, or Luxo Junior in some cases. And the Luxo Ball is just the yellow ball with the blue stripe and the red, I believe it's red star, yeah, red star. Yeah, it's red. on it. So that was in um, one of their first Pixar shorts. And it was the first computer animated short to be nominated for an award. And Pixar and Disney are very proud of it. And it's the two lamps playing with the ball. Very common short. You should go watch it. Very cute. And it also influenced and inspired their new logo where the lamp is jumping on the eye and Pixar and then squashes it. That lamp is from uh, the short Luxo Jr. And Luxo Jr. is the small lamp in that. So do you, you have a question, Ryan? Well, I, it's not really a question. I was just like thinking that that's cool. Because that, I actually didn't really know like how that lamp was there like it's just to be fun or something but now that it's uh looks so junior that's cool that's cool to know in the logo are you yeah talking about? yeah yeah that is really cool they're very proud of that as i said it was the first computed computer animated short to be nominated for an award and it was one of their earliest some examples of it would be uh deluxe ball at least is in up in the girl's room as the house is floating by it's also in Toy Story, obviously. It's just one of the toys. In Monsters, Inc., it's found on the floor of Boo's room. And also, Sully picks it up and is carrying it to the toilet. However, it's not in Cars or Ratatouille. Like I said, this isn't as widespread. It's still common, though. And then Luxo Jr., the little lamp, is actually in Wally, -E, And that is uh, when Wally -E creates a statue of Eve. It's one of Eve's arms. That's very interesting, and one one more point that I wanted to bring up was that, I don't know if this is official or true or not, but I think I have heard some people say that the lamp on Andy's desk, the red one that knocks Buzz out of the window, I think some people say that's a little nod to the short Luxo Jr., especially because Toy Story was their first ever movie, so it would make sense if the first movie was referencing their first short. Yeah, I think I could definitely see that being a nod. Yeah, but obviously it's not the same lamp because it's red. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say to that, Rai? So where is the ball in Seoul? I don't know this for sure, but I think it is in uh, 22's box that she goes into, I don't really know what to call it. It's like a little hideout box area. I think it's just on the floor sitting there. Okay. And I have an overall question. Are all the Pixar movie, are all those, all the Pixar movies, are they directed by the same person? No. Okay, so for, this, is, this is probably not, but... It, like, do you think it could be a possibility that because um, the Pixar ball is not in uh, Cars and... Um, I don't remember the other one, but yeah. Oh. Do you think it could be because they're different directors? So maybe... 
think I think so. they just, there were some movies that it was easier to fit in, or they just wanted to include it in, and others they just didn't. And to comment on you, Caleb, you were right. It actually is um, serving as a table base in 22's secret box hoard residence. <laughs> One more Easter egg that isn't as widespread, but just a little interesting tidbit that happens in when it can is whenever they use Chinese takeout boxes, it's usually the same design, the same logo. And this happens a lot. It happens in Incredibles when they're eating dinner out of the Chinese boxes. It happens in Bugs Life. Uh, There's a Chinese takeout container that I think the stick bug goes into, or the caterpillar, one of the two, to transform. It's one of their uh, little stage acts. And it's also in Inside Out when uh, Riley and her parents are eating out of Chinese boxes. It's the same logo. And I think that's just kind of interesting. That's in every single movie. I think it's also in Monsters, Inc., if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's actually where it started was Monsters, Inc. With the whole, um, you know, they're in the restaurant and booze escaping and all that stuff. Yeah, and I did see it in Incredibles when... um, Flash, no, that's not Flash. Dash. Dash, thank you. When Dash is, like, eating rapidly out of the Chinese takeout box, I saw that logo. I do think it's interesting the Easter eggs that Pixar decides to put in a lot of their movies, all the way from a car to a random ball to Chinese takeout boxes. I mean... It is pretty interesting, and it definitely keeps you on your toes, and... I think with the variety of Easter eggs, they're able to put them in so many films. Yes. Because they have basically at least one to put in every single film. Because they're all so different, yeah. Yeah. It's not all just a great movie. You also get a look for these little hints and be like, oh, I saw that Easter egg. And I just think that's a really fun thing that they put in there. It definitely adds a lot more entertainment and... It makes you want to go back and watch the same movie three times in a row to find all those little hidden Easter eggs and things that, you know, you just learned that they're in that movie. So then you go back and rewatch it once again to try to find them. It For does. Sure. You read this thing and you're like, I need to fast forward, fast forward, pause it. Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> so I think the last thing we have to talk about, I mean, we have to talk about this, is by in large. Now, uh, we're going to go into more depth in this in our next video, which will be about the Pixar theory. But in this video, in this episode, Episode. we'll keep it a little simple. So, Caleb, do you want to talk about this one? Uh, I'll I'll talk about it a little bit, and then I'll hand it over to you. All right. So, by and large, I think it starts all the way back in... Does it start in Toy Story? I think so. Yeah, it starts, like, way back... And obviously, I bet a bunch of you guys are screaming right now that it's in Wally. Like, Wally, it's all about by and large. And yes, uh, all the events that occur in the movies do lead up to Wally, which they pretty much pamper them to death and send them up in rockets away from Earth. It's an Easter egg where it's in every single movie, but by and large is not. A thing. It's not a ball or a truck or a takeout box. It is a brand. A brand that is multiple different things. You see in Toy Story 3, it's Buzz's batteries when they crack open the back of them. 
you see in Up, it's the construction company that is making him, or is tearing down everything surrounding his house. And I think in Cars, it's one of the advertisements on the wall median. Yeah. It is just a very largely well-known brand in the Pixar universe. massive company. So it's just basically a big company that appears in every Pixar movie? In most of them, at least. I'm not sure if it's every single one, but definitely a lot. I mean, obviously, they did not include it in Good Dinosaur because... I don't know how you would. (laughs) There's no companies in Good Dinosaur, but it is a massive, massive company that definitely comes into play when we're talking about Pixar theory. Which will be a big episode that I would recommend all of you guys who are fans of Pixar going and checking out. So some more... uh, Go ahead, Caleb. Oh, I was just going to say that I think it's so interesting that the by and large Easter egg, aside from all the Pixar theory stuff about it, as alone as an Easter egg, it's very fun to try to find because you don't know what it's going to be. It could be just like a sign or a brand like in Cars. It could just be a pair of batteries or it could be a construction company. A logo. Yeah, you never know what it's going to be. And so you really have to kind of find it. Is it in Cars? Oh, yes. It's in... Um, What would be cool if I was director? I would, like, put it as, like, a sponsorship. Like, by and large, sponsors. I think it probably is. I know it's on um, the racetrack. It's a one of those logos that shines onto the grass. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. It's also... um, Part of Lightning McQueen's, I don't know if it's one of his sponsors or if it sponsors one of his, one of the things that he uses, but it's a sponsor in that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some random car sponsor and their logo was on that too. Yeah, it is pretty universal and just completely widespread. Before Hannah, you said that we could get totally more into by and large in the Pixar Theory episode. And why is that? I mean, it's just a company that's in some movies. Um, well, I guess you just have to go watch the Pixar episode. Yeah, I would say that is a very big question that will for sure be answered in our next episode. It's really hard to talk about by and large without talking about Pixar Theory, and I feel like we've gone as far as we can with that one. Yeah, we're trying not to give away any spoilers here to our next episode, which, I don't know if you would notice or not, I would highly recommend going and checking out when that comes out. Alright, well that just about wraps this one up. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to click the link down below to head over to our YouTube where you can comment or ask suggestions and questions about this episode or anything that you want. Suggest a new episode topic if you want. Check out our next episode about Pixar shorts. See you next time. Bye.